Blog Talk Radio. Rance. Hey, hey. How are you, sir? How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great, man. Um, Man, first off, man, thank you, man, for uh, considering us, man, and, you know, taking time out, man, your busy life, man, and come talk with us, man. We, we really appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, man. So, man, b- b- before we talk about um, the Kings of Napa, man, tell us a little bit about, man, Mr. Rance, man. Tell us a little bit about, man, how you got started into this thing called uh, acting, man, and showbiz, man. Tell us a little bit about, man, a little bit about yourself, man, for those who aren't familiar with uh, who the great Rance Nix is. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Rance Nix. I am an actor, host, comedian, uh, doer of all the things, and uh, I always love being around people, engaging, entertaining, making people laugh, making people feel good. And uh, while I was at the University of Georgia studying advertising and trying to get a nine to five, <laughs> that's when I think I really caught the entertainment bug and decided, no, 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 this is what I want to do. I want to act. I want to entertain. I want to do this on a big, big scale and become famous, all the things. <laughs> um, and I inter- interned at an ad agency, and I realized, oh, yeah, nah, this nine-to-five life is not for me. I told the head of HR in my exit interview that while I did well, I did not want to come back after graduating to get a full-time job. I wanted to pursue acting. And I remember she kind of looked at me a little funny, like, are you sure? And I said, yes. My 21-year-old self believed in myself that much, and I graduated. I told my parents, hey, I'd like to pursue acting, and gratefully, they uh, graciously supported me and uh, were behind my dreams uh, full force, which I'm really, really grateful for. And um, from that point on in 2014, I got my feet wet in Atlanta, learned the ropes, figured out the business, how things work. I need headshots, I need a resume, I need to act in projects to build a reel, and so on and so forth. And I just cut my teeth in Atlanta for about a year, and then I booked the play Las Meninas in 2015. That brought me to New York City, where I've been for the past uh, seven years. (laughs) Never would have thought, the southern boy from Atlanta, I never would have thought I'd be here this long, but at this point, it's home. Um, I've been hustling ever since. Uh, a lot of projects here and there. Did a short film called Trapeze USA, uh, which was a comedy on political correctness. And that uh, was written and directed by Mark Anthony Green and had a very limited release. However, Janine Sherman Barois, the creator of Kings of Napa, saw the short film three-ish years ago at the American Black Film Festival. She loved my performance and actually rewrote my character Dana King as a little person for me, with me in mind. And uh, fast forward to the beginning of last year, I auditioned for the show, and I booked it. (laughs) And uh, here we are. The Kings of Napa has just released. It is an amazing TV show. Grateful to be a part of it. Grateful for the opportunity to have a role written for me, given that I happen to have achondroplasia, which is the most common form of dwarfism. I stand four feet, six inches tall, and it's been a grind. And, and that's the, the 
condensed version of the story. Of course, there's a lot of hustling involved, a lot of uh, close calls, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of working, networking, emailing, uh, no responses, no callbacks, lots of auditions, and and so on and so forth included as well. But that's the story, and uh, I'm grateful to be here. Right, absolutely, man. Well, well, congratulations, man, on all all that you have accomplished, man, and all of your success so far, man. Um, but talk a little bit about, man. Um, what, what was the uh, the audition process like for this project? Sure. So, <laughs> the audition process was interesting for me uh, because actually, it's funny. Before I auditioned for the Kings of Napa, I auditioned for two other TV shows specifically looking for a black little person. And I did not get those. And at that point I'm going, okay, well, where are all the other actors that happen to be black little people? Cause I thought I was the only one. I didn't know there was others that were my age, my type book and work. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then the Kings of Napa audition came in February, uh, the weekend of Valentine's day. I remember it was the weekend of Valentine's day. I had to do a video submission. So these days, you very rarely go in to audition in person, uh, especially because of the pandemic. And so right. I, I auditioned on video with my friend Travis. I submitted the audition. Funny, when you don't book something, you just don't hear anything. Uh, but you're constantly checking your email, seeing if you're going to hear something. When you are in consideration for a project, you hear something very quickly. <laughs> Uh, I think within 24, 48 hours, uh, I got an email saying, hey, we want to watch and advise Rance, which basically means we like him a lot, but there's some things on our end that we need to figure out, so don't let Rance go nowhere. I think he was posted if he's booking any work. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on my hands like, oh, I'm going to work. I, I want this to be my work. <laughs> Please book me. Um, and little did I know, I didn't know at the time that, uh, Janine had written the part for me um, so I was just nervously awaiting word on whether or not they want me um, but also before they offer you the part they offer you a test deal so basically you have to agree to the terms of the deal before you get offered the role which I also didn't know uh, which that all happened very quickly uh, but thankful for my managers and my agent who uh, took care of all the paperwork on that end, and then uh, I waited about another week, and then uh, I think it was Thursday, March 18th, around 9 o'clock, my reps called me, and they said that I booked it, and I shed a couple of tears of joy. I fist pumped in my bedroom, and I immediately <laughs> called my parents, told them, called my, my brother and my sister, told them, and within two or three weeks, I was in Toronto shooting the show. So when you book something, it can happen very, very quickly from audition to being on set. Absolutely, man. So um, you got the part. Uh, you play uh, Dana King. Am I correct? The Dana? Yes, I, I play Dana King, okay. the eldest son okay. of the King family. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, I mean, a lot of you guys I'm, I'm are new. Uh, actors on the scene, uh, Ashley and um, Karen and all those. Tell us a little bit about the, if you, what you can tell us, uh, a little bit about the show, man, about the King family, man, and, you know. Totally. So the King family, 
they are black excellence personified. I like to say swagnificent. You know, we're wealthy. We 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 look good. We we high class, high fashion. We eat good. We do all the things well. But we're also still magnificent. We're educated. We're well versed in winery. The show is about the King family who one run a successful wine business and they are trying to maintain the business and build the business after a series of unfortunate events i like to say that the show is post come up you know a lot of times when we see black families and black individuals on television they're on the come up they're trying to achieve the american dream and and make it and defeat all the odds our father reginald king has at this point already defeated the odds He's a successful surgeon. He's opened up his own vineyard, and we are enjoying the fruits of his labor, he says in the first episode. Yeah. It's not your money. It's mine and your mom's money. And um, <laughs> it was a funny bit, but it's true. And, and the three all siblings, right. August King, Dana King, and Ashley King, are just trying to figure out their place in the empire while mm-hmm. a lot of drama, tea, sexiness is uh, occurring along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, Isaiah Whitlock uh, pays you your dad, right, Reginald? Um, yeah. what, what was it like working with him? Because I, I know I'm, I'm familiar with who he is, you know, he was on uh, who's, uh, um, The Wire and, and et cetera. He has a, a long history uh, with projects. What was it like working with him? He's so smooth. I think it was, it was, he, I, I was most enamored with how smooth he was and, uh, it was so surreal as well because, again, everything happened so quickly. I mean, I was just on the couch watching um, The Five Bloods, and he was in The Five Bloods, and I was impressed with his performance there. And then to go from that to just a few months later, sitting right next to him, calling him my father while listening to him share stories about his uh, very lengthy and fruitful acting career, pretty awesome. Um, but other than that, I mean, he he's very chill, no frills, no not. He's he he he's a uh, a great guy. He's just there to work. Um, I think for a lot of us, you know, we're enamored with the clothes and the food and just all the things that are very very fun. Uh, while he was just there to he was just there to work and and be about his business, which I respected immensely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is on the um, the own network, man, which is, you know, uh, of course, with uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Man, did, did you guys have opportunities to meet her or uh, did she do video? Like, did you guys have any type of connection with her? Yeah, so we met her as a group on the first table read on Zoom. So because wow. of the pandemic and COVID-19, uh-huh. uh, you know, we weren't able to meet her in person yet, uh, but she did – tune in like to that. the first two episodes of the table read and it was it was pretty cool uh you know we were all there early the the head of, head that owned said you know hey we're gonna get there at 3 30 oh, miss miss winfrey will be on at 4 p.m sharp she'll be on from 4 to 6 p.m and you know we we need to be prepared for her and sure enough as soon as 4 p.m hit uh her camera came on and there she was which was really cool. And from 4 to 6 p.m., she was totally engaged. She listened in. She watched us. And she wasn't doing anything else, which was really cool as well because, 
as we all know, she's very, very busy, but she still was engaged, and that was really special. And it's pretty cool to know that Miss Winfrey knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I said, did, did you? Did you at any point freeze up or get nervous because you know she was watching? Like you could be honest with us. <laughs> uh, you know. Well, <laughs> Not really, because what I did was I put her on the four screen when we first, like before we started, I put her her box with the rest of the mm-hmm. cast, and I took a quick picture for the cast. And then mm-hmm. after that, I immediately moved her box off the screen, so I didn't see her. Uh, but not really. I think more than anything, I just wanted to put my best foot forward and, and just be excellent and uh, prove to her that she made the right decision. <laughs> and I think that was right. the case the entire time I was on set. It was really just a matter of, for me, while I was nervous, I think I, w- I just wanted to do a great job and to prove to my castmates and those around me and the people in power that, uh, right. yeah, they made the right decision. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little bit about, man, what was this like? Well, did you guys uh, film actually during the pandemic or – Yes, so we filmed uh, for about four months from the end of May until the beginning of August of last year. So it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. We pumped out eight episodes in about four months, and uh, which it was during COVID time. So there was a lot of protocol with testing. We we got. I remember they told us we're getting tested three days a week, and I said, "Oh, that's not that bad." And then doing the math, three days a week is every other day. So we got tested every other day, and I think by the end of it, they did over 10,000 COVID tests between the cast and the crew. Um, Wow. And there were a lot of precautions in place just with wearing masks, distancing, and different zones. Depending on uh, what your role was on the project, you were in different zones, and and the, the contact would be limited depending on what zones you were in. And, um, it was tricky at times and, and a little added, uh, work to be cognizant of distancing and wearing your mask. We really wore face shields. There were these plastic shields that flipped up and down. Uh, by the end of the four months, they were, uh, kind of annoying, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, we were all there to make a project and, you know, if anyone tested positive, we'd have to shut down for 14 days. And while that doesn't feel like a lot, when you really break it down, 14 days is huge. And 14 days yes. is huge for especially the crew who gets paid week to week. So two weeks of no pay and just sitting around twiddling your thumbs, that's, that's not great for anyone. So it was really cool how we all joined together. We focused on the work. We sacrificed maybe personal time or fun outside of work to put our best foot forward and get this get this show on the road because uh, it's very hard in general to get a project through pilot or picked up. And so to get an opportunity to shoot eight episodes off rip straight to series, we wanted to put our best foot forward, and I think we did just that. And just being kind of in quarantine with the cast and crew, I think 
that helped put our best work forward because the only people that we interacted with were the cast and the crew. So uh, while it was an interesting time, uh, I think it lent uh, a beneficial aspect to the show being kind of locked in and cognizant that we have to stay safe and stay healthy. Absolutely. Be, um, I'm going to switch gears for just this one second. Um, mm-hmm. How, uh, outside of the show, um, how have you been doing in general as far as this pandemic, man, and staying safe, man, and, and I mean, you know, with with family and stuff, man, how, how has that been, man? You know, it's, it's uh interesting time. Tough time, a lot going on, a lot of, uh, a lot going on. Uh, not just with the pandemic, but, you know, of course, what we saw in 2020 with the, um, just the, the, the protests and, and the murder of George Floyd and the Absolutely. racial reconciliation happening and the urgency happening in 2020 uh, and also just figuring out how to navigate uh, family life and social life in this pandemic while uh, staying safe and staying healthy. It's been a lot, um, but doing the best I can, dealing the best I can. Uh, I think for me, my faith, of course, plays a big part in the way that I live my life and stay patient and stay sane. Um, watching my social media use is huge for me. Um, I think staying off social media as much as we can and limiting that use is very important and vital. Uh, because you consume so much and our brains just aren't made to consume so much news and so many images and so many videos and, and so much content that just taking care of yourself uh, is important. And that's been important to me and a a way that I take care of myself during these difficult times. Um, And personally, I also just try to be unhurried. I, I'm busy as is, so any opportunity that I can just do my own thing and rest and and enjoy solitude, that's huge for me, and that's something that I really enjoy as well. Absolutely, man. What what, what are your thoughts on man on um, some of, some of the greats that we lost, like uh, you know, like Sidney Poitier, man, who we recently lost, man. What, what was that like, man? Did you ever did you have opportunity to meet him? No, I I did not. Uh, have the opportunity to meet him in person, but um, it's just a reminder to cherish life, cherish the moments, and, and cherish the opportunities that I have to act and to also just live. Um, I just turned 30, so I think in general, getting older, I'm starting to recognize that while I'm getting older and I'm able to step into opportunities that I've dreamed of that um, another big part of getting older is that people pass away. So, um, you know, his death and, and others have been reminders to me to live life to the fullest, be wise about how I spend my time and how I live my life and to take advantage of every opportunity that I can. And also think about legacy, not just the short term, the fun, but also legacy and, and what kind of, legacy do I want to leave um, Absolutely. after I pass away? And who knows? I mean, I, I, I hope to live a very long life, but again, Absolutely. nothing is guaranteed. So 
you know, mm-hmm. even in even in the the moments that I have at this very moment with the people that know me, the people that know my work, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? Absolutely. Uh, when did you turn thirty? If you don't mind me asking. So I just turned thirty uh, two Tuesdays ago, January eleventh. <gasps> you are lying to me right now. I'm not. Is that your, is that your birthday? It is my guy. It oh, is. Oh wow! <laughs> happy, Dude, happy belated birthday. That's thank amazing. you, my guy. Thanks to you, man. Oh man, it's a coincidence. I, I, so I'm so used to I'm so used to people like say, okay, you have the same day, you have the same birthday as uh, Mary J. Blige. So yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. go, go, go party with her. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I never reached out to find that out. But you like the like the this is actually like a second person, man. Like that's like in the industry, that's like, like the same birthday, man. I, I feel oh, man, I feel special now, man. Hey, oh, man. hey, Capricorn, stand <laughs> up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Look, oh man, that that makes me definitely want to, uh, man. Hopefully this pandemic dies down, so man, just just fly you up here, man, and just do have you here in the studio with me, man. Just get the chemistry, man. That Capricorn thing, man. Oh, man, happy, happy belated, man. I, I, unfortunately, I'm not 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. But, man, uh, I'm not 30, man. I, I turned 40. Um, so, um, nevertheless, hey, man, 40's big too, though. 40's big too. It, it is. It's, it is. It's a, it's a milestone for me to, uh, you know, my many ups and downs. But, um, trust me. Forty is good for me. I didn't. I don't think me. I didn't do much. I invited maybe um uh one of my friends, uh, Jason Weaver. You know, the actor. He came out. Uh, I mean, it's all five or six people that I invited out to my to my little thing because of COVID. You know, so I really want to. I was gonna do a really big thing at a hall, but then there's COVID restrictions and stuff. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, and I felt so disappointed because I turned forty totally. and I went through like this big fortieth. Celebration, so I was gonna invite some people to perform, and but I said no, I can't because COVID. So, you know, with those little six people, we made it happen, man. And, and definitely next year, man, I'm definitely gonna hopefully invite you, man, for you to come in and do some comedy for us, man, get us laughing. <laughs> yeah, something um, like that. <laughs> but man, I appreciate you, man. Um. Tell us, uh, man, when we can tune in man, to watch the Kings of Napa, man. I, I don't want to give any details, um, but I'm hearing maybe I'm going to be uh, uh, coming into the show, man, to the play uh, your half-brother from Nigeria, but I, I just know, know it's tough, man, so we, I, I kind of want to give away too much. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, I, I love that. Uh, I, you know, I love to see you because, hey, uh, season two, we we want, we need. But in the meantime, the people can check out the Kings of Napa on the Oprah Winfrey Network Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, it's also on Hulu Live. You can check it out there. YouTube TV, if you have YouTube TV, the Watch Own app, and also Own.com. Absolutely, man. Rest, man. I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. And uh, thank you, man, for uh, gracing our areas, gracing my areas, man. Gracing, you know, coming by our station. We appreciate you. Um, I want you to, if you can, man, if it's okay to give out your your social medias, man. So my um, 
my listeners, man, can find out more information about what you're doing, what you got coming, and also support you, man. Totally, yeah. My my socials across the board: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I do not have Snapchat, but Facebook, Instagram, okay. Twitter at Rance Nix. R A N C E N I X. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, you continue to follow along. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you for y'all support and uh, tune into the Kings of Napa as well, so we can get uh, you on season two. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, man, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna call my agent right now, man. I have to get in touch with the, with uh, with Miss Winfrey, man. We we, we got work something out, man. We we got work something out, man. We 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 gonna we gonna make it happen, man. We gonna make yes, it happen. Sir. <laughs> man, it's my brother. Much love to you, man. Happy belated, man. I got another Capricorn brother, man. Same birthday, man. Um, Happy birthday to you as well. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you, my guy. Um, I'm going to, um, man, man, listen, stay in touch with the show, man. Stay in touch with us, man. And don't let this uh, be your last visit, man. And uh, God bless with everything, man. We're definitely going to be watching you, all right, man? Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. All right, man. You stay blessed, man. Yes, sir. You too. Much love. Shout out to Rance Nick for coming on the show. Make sure you guys choose this this coming Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the Kings of Napa on Oak Winfrey Network. Make sure you guys check it out. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to jump into um, Gym Class Heroes, um, and I'll be right back. On the Timothy Hot Show, Aaron on Power 93.4 FM. Hey, my heart is stereo. It beats for you, so listen close. Hear my thoughts in every note. Oh, oh. Make me your yeah. radio. And turn me up when you feel low. Turn it up it's a little bit. for you. If I was just another dusty record on the shelf, would you blow me off and play me like everybody else? If I asked you to scratch my back, could you manage that? Like if we had chicken travel, I can handle that. Furthermore, I apologize for any skipping tracks. This is the last girl that played me left a couple cracks. I used to, used to, used to, used to, now I'm over that. Cause holding grudges over love is ancient artifact. If I could only find a note to make you understand, I sing it softly in your ear and grab you by the hand. Stuck inside your head like your favorite soon And know my heart's a stereo, the only place for you <laughs> My heart's a stereo An old school 50 pound boom box. Would you hold me on your shoulder wherever you walk? Would you turn my volume up in front of the cops? And crank it higher every time they told you to stop. And all I ask is that you don't get mad at me when you have to purchase Mad D batteries. Appreciate every mixtape your friends make. You never know, we come and go like on the interstate. I think I finally found a note to make you understand. If you can hit it, sing along and take me by the hand. Keep me stuck inside your head like your favorite tune. You know my heart's stereo, the only place for you. My heart's a stereo, it beats for you so 
the feeling, so I'm sure. Hand in my hand because I'm yours. I can't, I can't pretend, I can't ignore you right from me. Don't think you wanna know just where I've been. Oh. I'm amazed how much this love 